Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's going on, solarpreneurs? We are back with another episode, and we've got a familiar face on the show. If you haven't heard of him, go back probably about 100 episodes now. He was one of our first guests, but his name is Ashton Buzzwell. Ashton, thanks for coming back on the show with us. You got it, man. I got the face for radio, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we talked about your ESPN interview last time we had you on the show, so go back if you want to hear about that. Yeah. But uh, Ashton, he's uh, one of the top guys for sure in the industry. Um, we talked about all his records he set last time when he was on, but closed 21 deals in a day. Has had, what was it, 40 deals or something you've closed in a week? Is that the record? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. 40-something. So, 40, 40 <laughs> yeah, so many you can't remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you haven't heard of this guy, we've got a couple people I've seen on social media bouncing around that a kid closed uh, eight deals in a day. And um, we're here to set the record straight that Ashton still has, as far as I know, the record with 21 in a day. So you see someone saying they're setting records closing eight then go back and listen to ashton's podcast. Well, they probably are it's probably a record for themselves right it's yeah 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 no disrespect i mean right. that's i've never closed eight in a day so that's super impressive but but uh 21 is out of this uh yeah out of this world for sure but um so we're excited to have ashton back on and we're gonna have a little bit of a different focus um this time around but Ashton, he's been, um, well, funny story about him. When I first talked to Ashton, this was, I don't know if you remember this, but this was probably three years ago or something. I was kind of just getting rolling. And I heard about you from someone that I think came from Legacy. And they're talking you up and saying you're like the top, the best, the best. So I sent you a text or I think I messaged you on Facebook or something and said, hey, Ashton, um, can I take you out to lunch and just pick your brain, ask you some secrets? And then Ashton was like, hey, man, appreciate you reaching out, but no, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't meet with people from other companies, so no. And now here we are. We just went out to lunch, hanging out together, doing a podcast. So uh, Given where all the secrets <laughs> now. So it's all about the follow-up, <laughs> persistence. That's it. I mean, that's it. with guys on Ashton's level, got to be persistent. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, it's been a year and a half probably since we last had you on. Uh, any any major breakthroughs or any changes since the last time we talked that you can think of, Ashton? We'll dig into some stuff. But. Breakthroughs in my life or breakthroughs in business or, or what? Yeah, both. Both. Yeah. I bought my dream house, which I'm super grateful for. was in a position to be able to do it. Bought it actually two weeks before the... Uh, the coronavirus shut down. Wow. And I thought, crap, dude, did I just do something <laughs> bad? Because I just spent all this money or gotten all this debt to, yeah. to uh, buy this house. But luckily, last year was a, ended up being a great year, so it was yeah. totally fine. Bought a house, had my uh, fourth daughter, also a big, a big deal. Congrats. 
congrats. Uh, I was a bishop for my church for five years, and that also just ended. Yeah, so congrats. Big, big change there. Yeah. Um, what are you doing with all your time now, man? Probably got a lot of extra time. Yeah, still working my guts out. <laughs> Nice. But I have been able to be a primary teacher to my kids, and that's been nice, you know. Yeah. But um, business-wise, Legacy's still crushing it. We're still doing really, really well. We've added, Sweet. I got a promotion in October, or end of September, October. Now I'm a VP of Sales Acceleration. Some, or, uh, sorry, Legacy has four different channels now. A summer program, a ten deck, a traveling program. Right. We do franchises, and then we also have a... Um, just our regular legacy direct so my job now is to put fuel on the fire on all different all of the channels instead of just the normal direct sales team so Got those it. are the life updates I guess it's quite a bit since the yeah. last time we talked yeah been through some stuff yeah and yeah obviously this year's well last year was crazy for everyone but I know you guys rolled out the legacy X the um, yeah traveling the the circus traveling salesman and all that. Yeah. Are, how are you over that? Are you? Uh, I'm not sure. We've got a VP over that. Okay. Again, my, kind of my, we've got VPs over everything else. My job is just to pick apart anything that we okay. that we're missing. Gotcha. Just kind of dig into different areas and our onboarding and training process in 2021 is going to be incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 I, and I actually haven't had a whole lot to do with that. Um, other people have, but seeing how like that that was an area of improvement and trying to put some energy and focus into that and awesome. and uh, working with all our different franchise partners, we have like sixty or seventy franchise companies that are have their own name, their own brand, they're their own people, but they want to latch into our our you know scale mm -hmm. and some of our trainings and different things like that, and so they get the benefit of our our volume and all those things so awesome just trying to help across the board yeah. is, is kind of the new role so big stuff big yeah. stuff yeah so what i w wanted to dive into a little bit we were talking just off the mic here before this just about how um sad we see people that are really really good at the sales part they're crushing you know but then um you know there's guys getting divorced or having uh, some big challenges in like other areas of our life. Yeah. So we were talking about, it's a sad thing to see because, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone wants to see that guy's dominating sales, but then going through divorces, other things like that. Yeah. So um, I think you're kind of, well, like you're saying, you've been like bishop of your church, you're, uh, you got four kids now, got uh, little kids and all that. I just got, well, I have a one-year-old now and I can't believe how much time even he takes. So yeah. I don't know how you do it with four kids <laughs> than being a bishop. So yeah, I don't, how do you do it, man? What's your secret? Like juggling all these things and keeping your wife happy and, and all these. Yeah, no, I love that. that. That's a topic I love to talk about a lot. I think the, the misnomer of a balanced life is that it's not, uh, a balanced life is not I spend equal amounts of time with my family as I do work, as I do, um, you know, every at church and my physical health and things like that. I think a balanced life is really a harmonious life. So if your if your life is in harmony, then you can work your guts out. You'll probably spend more time at work than anywhere else. Right. Um, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. If everything else is in harmony, my wife is a, a freaking champion, man. I just was on an eight day trip. And with COVID and a brand new baby, 
She said, you go. I went by myself. She was at home with all four of those girls. Oh, she didn't go on the trip? No. Oh, and, a wow. two, and, a, and a two-month-old. Oh, right? yeah. So yeah. some people might be like, hey, Ashton, you're stupid. <laughs> that's on your way to divorce. <laughs> you know? yeah. or, or that's a problem. Yeah. But we're in harmony, her and I. And that it was it didn't strain our relationship at all, and I awesome. and I think and, and, and she's a champion, yeah. like hundred percent, an absolute rock star. Mm-hmm. But it's it's about doing things in harmony. My wife really wants to have like she's an introvert. She needs some time by herself yeah. as a mom of kids. She's just clobbered all day. We've got a decent sized house now, and throughout the day she's got four girls within like ten feet of her. <laughs> you know, because I just want to be around mom all the time. Yeah. So, to have our our relationship in harmony, I need to make sure that my wife, I need to, I need to do heavy lifting when my wife works out. Mm. If she can get a workout every morning, she'll be good for the whole day. Nice. It's her. It's kind of her brain off time. She likes exercising. She likes feeling fit. Mm-hmm. And she's doing a great job. If you looked at her right now, you'd be like, you did not just have a baby two months ago. She looks incredible. Wow. And that, you know, at one point I was working my guts out. I was a bishop. I was a part of a, I played indoor soccer twice a, ni- twice a week Holy at God. night. Um, and I was, a, I was a busy person, but we were in harmony and balanced together in our relationship as long as I made sure that she got her morning workout, right? <laughs> okay. So anyway, I, I think that, I think that the, it, it is unfortunate when I hear, it actually breaks my heart yeah. when I hear that people get divorced. And sometimes divorce is really actually the best thing. Yeah, yeah. So if, if, and I'm not the judge, so if, it, if it's the right thing and it's, it's supposed to be that way, okay, I get it, understandable. Yeah. But if it's because people are spending more time and energy and yeah. not focusing in on their family, that, then that because of work yeah. or other things, it, it breaks my heart. A couple other things that I do, man, that I, I if you were to ask me what my greatest accomplishment has been. It's not the 21 deals in solar. Um, I just looked and I, I, it was 22. For the record, yeah, it's 22. Okay. He's close. Okay. Um, I should know that, right? It was, but it's been a, a few years since I did that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so um, probably my greatest accomplishment in solar, mm-hmm. I've been in solar seven years now, is that I've taught a bunch of solar reps hundreds of solar reps mm. to go on a weekly date. Ooh, that's awesome. And, and that has nothing to do with solar. I've taught a lot of people how to close deals and words to say and not say and, yeah. and all those things, but I've, I've convinced a lot of people that uh, date night is the most important appointment of their week that's because awesome. I truly believe it. Yeah. And it's fun for me to see, some of them have gone to other companies now or started their own companies and things, and it's fun for me to see them on social media posting about date night every single week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, that's so good. Because that's an important part of having a balanced life. That's a really important part of being successful. Yeah. If you're not married yet and you're dating somebody, you need to make sure that they're the most important thing, right? Yeah. If you're married uh, and have kids, mm-hmm. your kids are still number two to your spouse. Your spouse st- should still be number one, which is kind of hard when you're, when you're yeah. a parent, you're a brand new parent. Yeah, yeah. You love that little thing like crazy, and that little thing loves you like crazy. Yeah. My little three-year-old, she's following me around, man, around the house and just loves spending time with that, and I absolutely love spending time with her. And I love her, but I need to make sure that I love my wife the most, yeah. and that will do nothing but benefit my kids and benefit my wife. And 
and all of that. So anyway, sorry for the long rant on yeah. that, but, but date night with my wife is my most important meeting of my entire week. Yeah, I love that. Every week. Yeah, no, that's, um, I had to learn that too. Um, Cause yeah, for me, it was just kind of whenever we had time, we'd be like, oh, well, we're too busy this week. We'll do a date night. Right. Uh, you know, next week or something. But I think for me, it's just blocking out the time. Well, that's probably what you tell everyone. If you're not blocking out the time, um, then other deals are going to come up, other events, whatever. Right. right. Um, but yeah, if it's just like you expect it every Friday night, then it's going to happen. Is right. that your date night, Friday nights? So it used to be Friday night because I like Big Money Saturday. I usually try to work nine to nine on Saturday because everybody's oh, wow. home on Saturday. That's awesome. But my. One of my daughter's dance lessons got pushed into Friday night, and so we had to push push our date night to Saturday night. Uh, okay. So every Saturday night, it's in the calendar. Nice. I'm expecting it every single week. My wife's expecting it every single week. Yeah. And like you said, it, it used to be when we first kind of committed to this. I committed to this when I got asked to be a bishop at church. I was like, man, I'm already a pretty busy dude. Yeah. Now you're going to add another like 20 or 30 hours a week on top of all of that as a bishop. Gee. And... I thought, you know what, I need to make sure that the main thing is the main thing. My main thing is God and my wife, right, my family. Yeah. And so I committed to my wife when we were in the car, still kind of blown away that we were asked to be, <laughs> yeah. to do that, take that responsibility on that we were going to do a date night. And yeah. it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, and um, no, I think that's super important this job. Well, you know how it is if you're out on a door. I feel like anything that's going on in your personal life, it's showing up on the doors because yeah. you have to make it almost impossible. Anytime I'm in a fight with my wife or like stuff is going on, it's always like the worst day on the doors because right. I'm like, all right, people, I don't feel good. I don't have a good mindset. People are going to be seeing this out there. Yeah. So I think to what you're saying, you're teaching people to like, you know, handle their their other parts of their lives. I, I would imagine that's helping them a ton in their cells and I would hope, yeah. Knocking doors and everything. I would hope. Yeah, yeah and the, the balance, I mean, again, different, different kind of, for all your listeners out there, a little different podcast than normal. Mm-hmm. I believe, and talking more about life stuff, but I believe that we all need to have balanced time every day. Right. I started doing door-to-door 2005 selling satellite dishes in the summer months. And the summer programs, I did satellites for three years and I did alarms for three years. Summer programs are intense, man. You move to an area, you live there, you eat it, sleep it, drink it, like you, from when you wake up until way past when you're supposed to be going to bed, you're just thinking about these, the sales, right? Yeah. And if you run on, if you're just redlining it like that all of the time, Mm -hmm. you get burnt out. And so I was, I would just preach to everybody, you got to have some balance time. So all of us need that. And And that can be your relationship with your spouse and stuff, but like some balanced time of I'm, I'm going to schedule in time to not think about work. Mm, (laughs) And that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Especially if you're a a hundred percent commission person like I am, like you are. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, I always have to be on. Well, you get worn out if you're always on like that. I started in 2005. I took a couple years off, but I'm, I still have energy to do this stuff because I make sure that I have good balance. I exercise, I try to read. I'm not that great of a reader, but I try to read, yeah. uh, spend time with my wife, spend time with my kids. One of my goals every day before 10 a.m. is to have a meaningful conversation with God, mm-hmm. with my wife, and with all four of my kids. Now, That's my meaningful awesome. conversation with a two-month-old is looking at her in the eyes and just nice. cooing at her and trying to get her to smile at me. Nice. Right? Yeah. But 
if I can have a meaningful conversation with those five people, God, or sorry, those six people, God and my wife and my four, my four girls, before 10 a.m., that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. Not that I, not that I can all of a sudden now go work all day until midnight. I mean, I can sometimes, and I do sometimes. But yeah. if I, if I've intentionally done that before 10 o'clock every day, then, then I'm living a more harmonious life because I've given the main thing, the main, the, the attention, right? And then they, they need more attention than just that, yeah. right? But if I'm having, I wake up, I, I make sure that I wake up, and I'm the one that feeds my daughters while my wife's working out. I'm feeding my kids. I'm connecting with my kids before school, uh, when we weren't just school in my own house for distance yeah. learning. Yeah. I would be the one that would walk them to school, oh, wow. and it was awesome, you know. Yeah. So we would have a meaningful connection for my girls' life. Hopefully, they'll always remember their dad was there for them in the mornings. Yeah. And I and I, my dad wasn't. My dad left early, but he was there for me at night. Mm. He he would leave early so he could come back and be there for soccer and wrestling practice and all those things, right? Yeah. And that's how he, he was able to connect with us, but. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, um, well you mentioned you just got done being a bishop five years, and what was that probably like? I don't know, how, how much time were you spending being a bishop 15 hours a week? Yeah, man, all day Sunday. I was like, turned my uh, brain off of work, and, and my brain, Sunday was work, or was church and family, yeah. but I'd spend Definitely a full eight-hour day on Sunday, wow. sometimes ten hours, and then Monday night sometimes, and just other random meetings throughout yeah, yeah. the week. Yeah. So I don't know, fifteen to twenty hours. Yeah, that's demanding. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you were uh, so it was for like the young single adults, right? Yeah, you bishop for that. Yeah, okay. my congregation was eighteen to thirty-year-old singles. Okay. Wow, talk about an interesting. Not, yeah. a, not, a, not an interesting group of people, or amazing group of people, just like a unique time in their lives, you know? Yeah. Well, it's so. funny because that's probably most of the guys that, you know, you're mentoring in your cells and stuff. That's yeah. The yeah. Group, right? My cell team is pretty close to that same age. Yeah. So. Yeah. You probably felt like you're doing the same. But doing the same thing. Yeah. No, that's awesome, though. My dad, he was a bishop, so I went through all that, not seeing him on, for him, it was like Tuesdays and Sundays. He was always doing like the meetings and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. Five years, a huge time dedication, and you're focusing obviously on you know these kids and all that. I guess I'm that age group too, and I guess I'm still a kid. <laughs> um, but yeah, what did, so five years, obviously not a religious podcast here. But what did you? I don't know what what did you take away? Would you? What was your biggest lesson? Oh you man, remember? if you want to, you want to know. I mean, it's religious, which is which is a big part of who I am. But God's love for everyone is just incredible. I had part of my responsibilities, you know, running the congregation, but also have people come in and repent and confess sins. Yeah. And I was asked to be like a judge in Israel. I'm not the judge. I'm not Jesus. Yeah. But I was a representative of Jesus on earth. Yeah. And anytime anybody came in and had a challenge that they were dealing with or a problem that they were doing, or, or some some were, were really pretty serious things right. that were against what God tells us to do in the Bible, right? Yeah. And all that I ever felt, every single time, not a single time did I not feel an immense amount of love for the person I was talking to. That's awesome. God is such a God of love that, yeah. that that's what I felt. Mm-hmm. And, and it was neat, and I, I couldn't help but it allowed me to help to be more gracious and merciful to myself, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm an overachiever, I'm a perfectionist, I'm drive, 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 and screw up, fall short all the time. Every day I screw up. And I couldn't help but think that God must love me too, just like he loves all these people, because every time they come in and they need help, all that I feel is just an immense amount of love from Jesus for them. Yeah. So why wouldn't that be the same for me? And I think that it is. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can tell you're a guy that, that's super genuine. I mean, I was in here and um, with John Soriano, the other manager here that we're talking to in the office, Ashton's come up. He's like, hey, I love you, man. I love you, man. I think I said, I heard you say, like, I love you, man, like three <laughs> times to him. And I'm like, wow, I don't think I've ever said, like, I love you to any of my management or anything. That's funny. So I can tell, yeah, you're a super genuine person, and I think people feel I love, and it's probably, you know, comes across in people that you manage and everything too. So I don't know, what's how did you learn to help? Is that kind of your secret to helping these kids and stuff? And I don't know, people you work with, just loving them or anything you learned and just like helping some. Yeah, these dude, that's, a, that's a great. That's a great call out. I yeah. I love is a lot of who I am. Yeah. Um. And did I get that? Is that nature or nurture? I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know if it came from my parents and my family that we we're always just loving up on each other or if it came from just who I naturally am. I, I don't really know. Yeah. Or just a bunch of life experience. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, of the, I'm of the theory and thought that people are good. Yeah. That there aren't many people that wake up every day and say, you know what, I want to go screw somebody today. Yeah. And... And most people wake up and they're like, you know, I want to go help. I want to go do some good today. I want to provide for my family today. And so I give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. I assume a positive intent. If somebody cuts me off on the road or if somebody, you know, yells at me when I'm knocking on the doors, mm -hmm. I'll just laugh it off. Like, you're probably just having a bad day, but I bet you're a good person. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I just kind of beat that into myself that, that, that people are good. And it allows me to love a lot easier and better. Yeah. Because you're probably doing your best. Because I know I'm doing my best. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think maybe some of it comes from empathy. I don't know where I've got an empathetic bone, mm -hmm. but I, I have I'm real empathetic towards other people. Mm. Because, um, and it might have been because I moved around a lot as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I was always the kid, I, for different parts of my life, was the kid that didn't have any friends. <laughs> You know, because yeah. I just moved somewhere, yeah, tough, yeah. and and I felt I knew what it felt like to be that guy, and so I wanted to not be that guy, mm. and and uh, so yeah. I try to show love from there. Yeah, well, no, and I think it's probably helped you in so many different areas. Because I don't know if you read the book. I think it's called The Greatest Salesman in the World. Uh -huh. you read that book? Yeah, yeah. great I book. Think, yeah, I think that's kind of the focus. I haven't read it in a long time, but from what I remember, that's like the main focus of the book. He's yeah. got opening all these sales the secret scrolls. scrolls and yeah. He thinks it's gonna be something different, but then the main secret is like he's loving his customers type thing. Yeah. He loves every person that he has interaction with. So yeah, I don't know, maybe it's something subliminal. Like if you're loving, I mean, if you love everyone you're knocking on doors, it's probably gonna come across like, man, this guy actually likes me. I don't even know this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're buying from you. Right. So yeah, to me, that's gotta be one of your big secrets, I think, is probably come, comes across in everything you're doing, interactions you're having, and people, yeah, love someone that's genuine, and they can feel the, the love and all that. Yeah. So. Could be, you might have unraveled one of the secrets yeah, right I there. identified it. But cool, um, so I know we're short on time here, Ashton. I know we got a, <laughs> um, I know we got a meeting coming up. 
Um, but uh, yeah, so last time we talked about the sales things. Um, any, before I let you go here, any final, I guess, leadership tips or uh, anything you want to share with our, with our listeners before you, before we say goodbye here? Um, la- yeah, one thing that again, the, this not the secret sauce, but um, that I would just say as far as leadership and people that really want to do well at this mm-hmm. in, in any sales job, particularly with solar reps and door-to-door alarm reps, pest control reps, is you've got to sell lights out yourself before people want to follow you. Some people are natural born leaders, and so they'll do great as a leader, naturally. Mm -hmm. But in our business, particularly door-to-door, people don't follow you unless you're doing it yourself. So if you want to build a big following, if you want people to want to follow you, learn from you, you can come up with all the content in the world, but unless you're actually doing the work and getting the jo- like getting the sales, getting the installs, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a pretty small following. Yeah. If you wanna go crush, go crush it yourself first while bringing people along with you, and then people will be like, dang, that dude did 22 in a day? I wanna yeah. talk to that guy. Yeah, true. How did you do that? What did you do? Well, it wasn't an overnight success. It took years of busting on a lot of doors, you know what I mean? But if you can do that, if you can crush it, my goal every year, and my role changed last year, it kind of ate me up a little bit, but my goal every year was to do 100 installs a year. I did it five years in a row. Last year with my role changing, I did 80, and it kind of beat, it like, eats at me that I didn't do 100, and this year my goal is to do 60, because I've got a bunch of different responsibilities and stuff, but if you can go do 100 a year in in solar every single year, people are gonna to wanna to follow that. Yeah. If you can go 200 a year in alarms, every single year, people wanna follow that. If you can go 300 a year in pest control, every single year, people are gonna to wanna to follow that. True. And so you gotta develop your leadership skills and all that stuff, but in our job, you just gotta sell, man. Yeah. So that would be the advice that I would give to anybody. If you wanna go yeah. be a leader in, in this industry, in the door-to-door world, you have to sell yourself, sell first, and show that. people that you can do it. Yeah, no, super true. And yeah, I think mean, that's a big mistake. A lot of people just want to go out and hire a team of appointment setters or something and have all these appointments mm-hmm. when they're not even doing it themselves. And I think it's, you know, general rule, your team's going to do half as much of the volume that you're yourself doing. Right. So if you're only selling two, you know, a month, how, how much can you expect your team to do? Not a lot. And I see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that in a lot of dealers, a lot of smaller companies. So yeah. love that. Well, uh, Ashton, thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, again, go back and listen to his first episode where we get into kind of some more sales-specific stuff. But it was great to jam on the leadership and lessons you've learned and, you know, helping other people all about the love. So um, we'll, and go follow him on uh, social media. I think he's on Facebook and stuff. But send him a message, let him know you heard, heard the podcast and appreciate it. And uh, with that, we'll let you go. Ashton, thanks again for coming on. You got it. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I know when I got into the industry, I had almost no resources like this, so I hope this show is helping you get the success you deserve. If you found value from anything in this episode today, think about someone who it can benefit so you and I can help people fulfill their potential. Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, you will get what you want. So I promise by sharing this, it will help you grow and improve. The value bombs on today's show will take you one step closer to success, but it's always to the degree that you apply and execute the principles. 
I've spent the last few years interviewing the top solar experts and helping other reps and businesses discover their potential. If you want more help achieving your goals, then I put together an exclusive video training on three hacks that help me close multiple deals a week while knocking less than 10 hours. And who doesn't want that? So go check it out at webclass.solarpreneurs.com. Once again, that's webclass.solarpreneurs.com to get exclusive access to the training and take your skills to the next level.